Hello, my name is Mary Stedman, co-founder and director of partners for Lura Lifestyle, welcoming you to Lura Listens. Each episode, I'll be interviewing luxury lifestyle leaders on topics such as wellness, travel, retail, gastronomy, events, marketing PR in the luxury space. We will listen to their insights, predictions, and their secrets. Lura Listens is brought to you by Lura Lifestyle Management. Lura Lifestyle is a members-only bespoke luxury lifestyle company servicing ultra-high net worth individuals across the globe. Lura offers its members unraveled access to some of the world's most exotic travel destinations, opulent hotels, new and trendy restaurants, VIP events, exclusive parties, and top fashion brands. Please follow us on Instagram at Lura Lifestyle. Excited to introduce our fourth luxury leader on Lura Listens. With travel bans starting to lift and the days becoming brighter in Europe, this next guest is going to share with us the love for her home country of Greece, her journey into the luxury travel industry, and her passion for wine. Born in Greece, she was still very exposed to an international environment, but was taught to appreciate Greek culture nature, history, and traditions, as her family were themselves discovering their ancestral homeland. She continued her education in London, where she obtained a Bachelor's of Science in Economics and a Master's of Science in Information Science. During her time in London, she not only left with these degrees, but also developed an open mind for multiculturalism, the arts, gastronomy, and friendships. She returned to Greece to pursue a demanding corporate career in a wide range of sectors such as retail, shipping, and financial consulting. In the last 15 years of this professional chapter, she had been at the helm of a large manufacturing company operating internationally. During all this time, she was traveling extensively for business, but never stopped exploring and discovering her native Greece. When she felt it was time to make a change, she decided to combine her experience in traveling and business with her passion for offerings of her country. Having spent time herself as a discerning traveler for business and leisure, with a taste for everything stylish, authentic, and rare, she knew firsthand how to best cater to the needs and desires of the well-traveled. In 2014, she created Fly Me to the Moon, which is a Greece destination management company that provides impeccable bespoke service with meaningful luxury, authenticity, knowledge, and redefined style for private and corporate customers who are adventurous, cosmopolitan, and intellectually curious. Please join me in welcoming the founder of Fly Me to the Moon, Elena Papanicolo. Elena, welcome to the Laura Listens. Thank you very much for having me, Mary. I'm very excited to be with you and talk about my venture. <laughs> yes. Amazing. So thanks again for being here. You have such an incredible story. And I want to thank you for spreading your passion for Greece and uh, curating unique luxury experiences. Um, you've had a very demanding corporate career, um, and you not only had to change industries, or you didn't have to, but you decided to change industries, but you also set up your own company. 
How did you decide to launch a destination management company? Well, as you said in your introduction, basically I capitalized my knowledge, my experience, and my passion for traveling and, and for Greece. So I thought I had uh, all the ingredients for uh, creating something uh, very special, something that I felt was missing from the market uh, because exactly I was coming from a very different sector. I, was, I had a mentality out of the box from the usual travel uh, agencies. So I, mm -hmm. I was more interested in going deeper in uh, uh, crafting experiences that, that uh, involved a much, much wider aspect of the country from traditions, uh, uh, customs, music, uh, gastronomy. So uh, everything I like to do for myself in my travels, I thought... Mm -hmm it would be great to uh, uh, offer it and share it with people that wanted to, to visit Greece. Love it. So it's more from a customer's lens because you had been a customer traveling for so long. I guess you had that lens that not necessarily the inside has the same way. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I thought that was something that was missing from the market. So I knew exactly what the, the clients want because I've, I've been doing this for my part all my life. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to, to, to look at it from this side, from this aspect. Incredible. Excellent. And I mean, Fly Me to the Moon is a, an incredible name um, and there must be a story behind this. So I'd love to hear, how did you come up with Fly Me to the Moon as uh, you're the name of your company? Okay. The story is that this was my ringtone for the past uh 15 years that I was holding this very demanding position as the uh, CEO of a very large uh, industrial company in, in chemicals. So uh, whenever my phone rang, uh, in, in, even in meetings or wherever, uh, I felt that I was getting away from all this very heavy climate, on all, all those worries, all those, you know, uh, difficult stuff and actually everyone said you know oh leave it leave it let's listen a little bit let's you know get carried away so I <laughs> every time my phone rang I felt I was sort of elevated I was I was blown away out of this harsh reality so when I decided to uh, set up the company you know th th there was no question what the name was going to be <laughs> I love it yeah, reach farther than the stars, right? The moon. Yeah, exactly. The moon. That's great. And we could be flying to the moon soon, though, right? So exactly. exactly. Actually, I do get inquiries. You know, do you go to the moon? I said, well, not yet, but uh, you never know. That'll be your next step. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Um, obviously, this year has been a difficult year for our industry. Uh, mm. But what would you say was one sort of personal or professional or both highlight of twenty twenty for you? Hmm. Uh, yes, of course, it was extremely difficult. Um, but the way we looked at it was uh, a very good challenge, a very good test, and a very good lesson, actually, because uh, we were in a position to manage because we are a, a small company, so we are flexible. Uh, we have a 
good pool of, of clients uh, that still some of them were able to travel and they felt very safe and confident with us. So we, we did have some business considering. Um, and were they mainly locals that you saw? No, 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 oh, okay. no. They were coming from abroad. Um, and and the, the most important thing is is exactly that, that I, I discuss with my team that, okay, now it's the time to learn uh, and, and uh, face the challenge. And if we, we make it out of this and we learn so many things, then we'll, we'll feel so much confident because, you know, anything else more or less can be handled because that was really a tough situation. Yeah, definitely. And um, so what sort of things did you do as a business to sort of pivot? I know it's the, the trendy word this year. You know, what sort of things did you do differently, you know, because of this past year? Well, okay, we, we, we did the uh, ad- administrational stuff. I mean, uh, of course, we, we uh, reduced costs. Uh, mm-hmm. We uh, worked uh, more flexibly. Some of our uh, team worked only from home. Uh, and uh, we did, apart from the actual uh, trips we, we planned for, for our clients, we did a lot of marketing, a lot of uh, studying for uh, new ideas, exploring, researching. Uh, mm-hmm. So basically a lot of preparation. Uh, and as I say, we, we are flexible because we're quite small. And I, I have to say that also the Greek government was, was very supportive for the sector. So we, we had assistance uh, from, from the uh, government. The, the um, travel sector had a lot of assistance because, you know, it's about 20, 25 percent of the GDP of the country. So it's really uh, the heavy industry. No, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And with that, um, I know you have a passion for food and wine. And um, what are some of your, now that things are opening up, uh, I'm sure the listeners would like to hear, what are some of your top recommendations when traveling to Greece and places that you think are special gems within yeah. your country? Well, in relation to uh, food and wine, uh, definitely we're very passionate and we, we suggested to people uh, to, to visit uh, the wine roads of Greece. Uh, we have several uh, PDO regions uh, with extremely old varieties, thousands of years old. Uh, many of them were lost and uh, have been revived lately by, by new age, if you like, wineries. Uh, that are producing very, very good wine. Um, so this is, this is a must for us. And we combine, again, this, like we do everything, with the wider element. So this has to do with the local society, with customs, with uh, the food. Uh, it's not just the wine or the winery. There are, for example, uh, local saints that protect the 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 wine uh, makers so there are festivals dedicated to the wines so we we open up our subjects Uh, we we do it for almost everything and again for for food and wine which which we love very much we uh, approach it with this kind of uh, 
method, if you like. We combine everything that touches the subject. Um, we we love uh, also some uh, destinations that okay all over Greece you get very good food but there are some destinations that are becoming foodie destinations uh, they have extremely good local uh, ingredients and a lot of uh, younger people are are dedicating themselves to reviving. Uh, uh, the 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 old uh, stuff. I mean, coming back to the uh, comfort foods and things like that. So, uh, for example, Tinos, which is a lovely Cycladic island, a lot under the radar that we love, uh, is is becoming a foodie destination, and um, they have festivals dedicated to that. Uh, they have festivals for uh, the raw materials. The, we have the artichoke festival, for example, and mm. things like that. So, you know, uh, we look for those things and we promote them and we include them in our experiences. Amazing. And you said Tinos, uh, the islands, is big yeah. graffiti. When is the best time to travel there? And when are these festivals going on? Um, actually, those festivals are quite early, so it's, it's spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for example, Tinos is an island that has quite a few of permanent residents, so it's not dead during the spring, mm-hmm. which is the case for some other islands. So uh, April, May it's, is a fantastic time to go there if you don't want a lot of commotion. Uh, Otherwise, uh, up to June is a very good time. Now, July, August, uh, as we know, Greece is very, very busy everywhere. If one can avoid it or if one must come during this this time, we suggest other destinations that are, you know, more low-key and, you know, things are quieter and uh, more uh, quality because, you know, if you go to very, very popular destination in August, uh, you're bound to sacrifice some of the quality. Yeah, most definitely. I do know that from how my yes. clients tend to love to go in the summer. And yes. as we have been discussing, it can be uh, quite busy and hard to get availability, uh, which can yeah definitely be a problem. So yeah, I think the off-shoulder, I'm a big fan of Greece in May. Mm-hmm. I think the month of May is a beautiful time with the weather um, exactly. to be there. So yeah, I think that's my favorite month. So good tips there, definitely. Um with sustainability is a big focus too in our industry. And I was just mm. curious, what changes have you seen in Greece and, and even with what you're recommending and things you're doing with Fly Me to the Moon? Mm. Um, we do see a, a, a change in the last years. Again, it's coming mostly from the younger generation that mm. is uh, better educated, that has traveled much more. So they're coming back with a, a know-how and uh, um, uh, uh, a consciousness for for those things. So uh, we see, for example, uh, smaller accommodation coming to the market, more traditional, harmonized with the recipes being revived, um, uh, going back to nature and the culture. respect for local societies. So we do see this tendency. 
um we we have some way to go obviously but but we see that especially younger people are going towards this way and uh, we as fly me to the moon um we have been doing this since we started and we haven't labeled it uh that we are, uh, you know, uh, doing sustainable trips or things like that. I mean, I'm, I'm not yeah. crazy with, with um, labels and fashion, you know, trends. <laughs> I mean, I think if one does really well what, what you know, one wants, you know, it doesn't have to be fashionable or anything. So our, our passion and our dedication to uh, uh, showcasing authentic, unique elements of Greece uh, is, we think, our contribution to sustainability. Because if you uh, encourage and you assist a local uh, craftsman, for example, in a, in a small village uh, who struggles, uh, yeah. and he can go on because he sees someone appreciates and he can actually make a living of what he does or she does, then that, that is sustainability. Then you, you sustain uh, a situation that has worked for thousands or hundreds of years and it worked yeah. well. <laughs> um, and that also has repercussions to nature to local society, to human relations, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, our 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 mentality is is that. So we think that we are sustainable by definition. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I guess promoting local. So you know, making sure it's local ingredients, which I know Greece does well anyway. Uh, yeah, and then obviously taking care of those artisans and the local people yeah, around you. Festivals, yeah. um, uh, local architecture. You know, preferring uh, harmonized accommodation, uh, not you know huge uh, blocks of of you know ugly stuff that used to. You know, used to be the case in the old years, of course. You don't get this anymore so much. But, you know, th I think that's the way to uh, sustain something that has been here forever and has worked very well and, and it's beautiful. Yeah, no, excellent. And do you see with travelers coming to Greece maybe in the last few years, I know the last year has been a little bit different, but mm -hmm. are they tending to stay a little bit longer? Is there a little bit more slow travel as, as that trend, you know, started to happen within Greece? Um, yes, we do see this, but it, it happens more in, in uh, our uh, kind of clientele. I mean, the, the higher tier, the, the well-traveled people and the more affluent people, let's face it, are those that have more, well, they don't have time, but when they decide to travel, they, they find the time. Um, <laughs> so, yes, they tend to travel, to stay longer, to uh, uh, not to include, you know, thousands of things in the trip. And, and we don't encourage that at all. I mean... You know, you, you can't see everything in a week. It's impossible. I mean, it's like not seeing anything. So, right. um, yeah. So they, they take it easier. They're, and we, we're, we're assisting there, trying to 
uh, absorb more the feeling, the mentality, uh, go a little bit deeper. And then, you know, if you like it, uh, come again and see something else. Yes. So we do see it a little bit, but we see it in our clients' group, if you like. I mean, the, the mid-lower um, clientele, they, they still, I think, tend to, to come for a shorter period and, and, you know, try to fit in everything. Yeah, excellent. Wonderful. And what have you seen with bookings starting to come in now? And we've seen some movement happening. Where are the most popular uh, areas of Greece? Have you seen a change? Because, you know, obviously places like Mykonos um, are always very popular, you know, and uh, or Kofu. But just wondered if you've seen a change, um, you know, now with people and where they're booking in Greece. Yes, we do see a change from last year. Uh, this this uh, trend of looking for more secluded, quieter destinations, etc. We see it this year as well. Um, I don't know if it will go on, you know, next year. But this year, yes, we see the same thing. So people are preferring uh, less explored destinations, um, villas, yachts. Mm-hmm. Um, boutique hotels or villas in large hotels, um, exploring the um, uh, regions that you know they they heard exist, but you you know they have absolutely no idea you know what's happening there. So we see a little bit of of uh, um, a wish to uh, go deeper and go more unexplored and secluded. We, we do see this year as well. Very exciting. So I guess probably for you, this has also been education with you and your team to make sure you're up to date with these areas as well, exploring new parts of Greece uh, that haven't been as popular from before. Absolutely. Well, actually, yeah. to be honest with you, we explore those places before anything else because this is what we like more. <laughs> so <laughs> we are very happy that uh, we see people more open to to wanting to go to these places because let's face it, uh, you know, up to uh, the year before, um, mostly eight out of ten times you would hear Mykonos Santorini, which is fine, but yeah. uh, you know there's so much more to Greece than that. And now we we have our chance to showcase this because this is something we know very well, and and we we love this. I mean, we've been to places that Greeks don't even know exist. Incredible, <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, you have so many incredible islands, right? There's like over 6,000, I think, with, you know, I know there's about over 200 inhabited, but I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, yeah. Yes, and it's have. not just the island. I mean, the mainland has so, so many uh, places that are so amazing and unexpected. I mean, from ski resorts to, to alpine lakes to things that, you know, people, I mean, don't know exist in Greece. Amazing. Absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. And uh, where do you, what part of Greece do you want to discover this year um, now that things are moving or that place that you want to return to that you haven't been to over in a while? Hmm. 
Um, there are some uh, islands in the Dodecanese uh, yeah. that I want to, uh, well, a couple of them I haven't been, uh, and some of them I want to go back. Uh, and there are uh, some places in the island of Evia, which is uh, very, very near uh, uh, the prefecture of uh, Attica, oh, where Athens is. Uh, which is a very unexplored area with amazing beaches, uh, lakes, uh, rivers, uh, villages, etc. Yeah, which is uh, which is very well situated in relation to to Athens. So it's it's something that you know it's easy to offer people; they they can do easily. But uh, I I need to cover some areas from there as well. So I'm hoping to do this also. <laughs> Very exciting. That's great. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and what other exciting things does Fly Me to the Moon have plans for the future? So is there any projects you're working on or, or things you're going to launch this year or next year that you'd like to share with us? Mm. Well, we are working on some themes uh, because we, we like thematic travel very much. Uh, so we are uh, researching and uh, discussing with experts uh, some, some themes that we're very interested in. Um, again, we approach this uh, very holistically. I mean, from history, culture, uh, human relations, locations, etc. So... For example, one thing I'm working on at the moment, which is one of my other passions, um, I would say, unfortunately, is, is jewelry. Oh, uh, yeah. because, yes. Um, so um, not many people know that Greece has a huge tradition in jewelry, uh, in techniques like filigree, for example, that you find in all the ancient, the Minoan uh, jewelry, etc., um, so we're, we're doing a theme for, for people that are passionate for jewelry or for people that would like to get to know this. Uh, so we're talking with uh, craftsmen, specialists in techniques. We're, uh, we have specialist guides. We're visiting special, uh, specialist museums. We're going to places uh, where ancient jewelry has been found, and uh, we are combining everything with contemporary. So we have uh, contemporary designers in our in our list that we know. So we, we can take people to their studios for private visits. For example, uh, Nikos Koulis, maybe you know, who's a, a big uh, name yes. now also yeah, in Hollywood, etc. So. You know, it's it's a thematic experience, uh, and and we're doing this kind of thing for uh, a, three, four uh, topics at the moment. So this is this is a project that we have um, on the table. <laughs> That's very exciting. Great. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And I, when I was last there, I was in Zakuntis which is yes. empty and it was an area that I absolutely fell in love with yes. um, I was shocked that there wasn't a lot of luxury there yet 
Um, and I thought, wow, what a stunning island. And it has so much potential. But I have seen a lot of new development happening there mm. uh, with uh, boutique hotels and five star mm. hotels moving in, which was which was beautiful to, you know, I thought it was great, you know, mm-hmm. that they're starting to diversify that area. Mm-hmm. Do you think that will be, you know, start to become a little more trendy, that area? And is there any other kind of areas I know people are moving and changing now with where they're traveling to but is there any other development that you can share with us in Greece that's sort of new um yes it's happening in Zante you're very right and that's a good thing because this island unfortunately had taken the the wrong direction for some years Ah, it's coming back it's coming back um, we have uh, we have more than average uh, very good accommodation there. Um, new developments where you, we have several new developments in the cards in in the Peloponnese um, mm-hmm. in Crete. Uh, there's something very special happening. Uh, in, in the mainland, just above the uh, Corinthian Gulf, which uh, I think will be something very special. Uh, I can't say anything because it's it's uh, very hush-hush at the moment, Ooh, still. Okay, <laughs> so hot off the pass, so we need to keep stay tuned for that. <laughs> um, what else, what else? Uh, we have several things that have happened and I'm not sure that people know. For example, we, we have euphoria in the Peloponnese. I don't know if you know this. Yes. You yes. know. Okay. This yes. is an amazing place. I mean, uh, I have no words for this place. It's top, 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 top. Um, so I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot happening, a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of investment in the sector, a lot of uh, international uh, companies coming in to invest uh, in travel and especially in, in hotels and villas. So uh, it's very, very promising for the future. I mean, Greece is for sure uh, being uh, developed in a good way, in a good Excellent. way. Excellent. Yeah, it's great news. Yeah, you see the numbers keep going up from 2017 from yes. travel and tourism, um, and it yes. definitely has become more popular. I know within my clients, and yes, um, you do. You know, you you get to hear a lot of great out of it. And Athens mm-hmm. also, I feel, has come back mm-hmm. um, as a destination. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. where people are flocking to again, which is great. So, really, really good to hear um, what's going on, and it just makes uh, me want to get on a plane right away. <laughs> it's very very exciting but thank you so much for um sharing all that with us we do a little fire uh, round of five questions um Uh so are you ready for that yes wonderful good so my first question to you is do you prefer white wine or red wine well, because I have uh, attended uh, wine tasting seminars of a very, very high degree, technically I, I am a sommelier, I, I, I cannot reply with uh, a red or a, or a white because it really depends on when and what I'm having the wine with. So, oh. you know, I, I can't say either or the other. I mean, I, I like good wine. Uh, with the right pairing and at the right time so the color doesn't matter <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. 
good answer. <laughs> Do you prefer still water or sparkling water? Um, I prefer sparkling water, I would say. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of sparkling as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I call it my non-alcoholic champagne. <laughs> uh, do you prefer masaka or salaki oh um i love both i love both uh mm-hmm. is much easier to find musaka the good musaka is not easy to find i make it myself oh, do you i love musaka Okay, you, you, you have to come over then and I will, okay, I will make I'm it for you. <laughs> sold. I was going to say, where do I find the best masaka in Greece? But maybe it's probably your home. <laughs> well, it's, it's not easy to find it non-homemade, to be honest. There are really? some places, okay. but it's a very difficult dish. So um, I would say souvlaki is easier. To find a good souvlaki is much easier. Okay, mm-hmm. great. This is a very good tip. Uh, do you prefer the city or the country? I am a city girl for sure, mm-hmm. uh, but I need uh, good and often uh, doses of nature. I, I can't survive without, but I am a city girl. Same with me. I understand <laughs> that completely. We need mm-hmm. to dump our heads sometimes, right? Yes. Because <laughs> yes. it can get overloaded with all these exactly. incredible scents and sounds. And yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, city is great. Honest. Excellent. Um, and do you prefer sailing or snorkeling since you have so much, so many beautiful waters around mm. you in your country? <laughs> no, sailing, sailing, sailing. sailing. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And since this is Laura Listens, I'd mm. like to ask you what you are currently listening to. Uh, currently, okay. I, I listen to all sorts of music. I listen a lot of music and I listen to everything. I mean, classical, jazz, everything. But I'm a little bit into uh, a strange kind of music. I mean, I'm, I'm probably the only one in my, in my circle that listens to this music. No one wants to come with me to listen to it because <laughs> it's difficult. Um, it's the um, traditional folk music of Epiros. This is a very, very uh, old music. Uh, Basic instrument is clarinet. Oh, wow. Uh, Difficult music. It's an acquired taste. It's not impulsive, but it's a music that really, if you let go, it speaks so much to your soul. And because I love this region of Greece, it's very, very archegonal, very authentic, a little bit wild. Um, when, when I listen to this music, I, I sort of get uh, transmitted there. I mean, uh, you know, I, I find myself in the middle of, of nowhere, you know, in, in high mountains, but with a view to the sea. Um, and this is this is something I'm into uh, lately a little bit more. <laughs> oh, that's great! I am definitely going to look that up. Okay, <laughs> beautiful. So if I can't get to Greece right now, I will I will play this music and, and okay. I'll be transformed there, right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> love it. 
Well, thank you. A huge thank you for being with us today, Lena. It's been amazing um, to hear about your journey and to see how you pivoted from a corporate uh, career um, in a completely different sector and how you now are in the travel and, and luxury lifestyle spectrum fear, which is amazing um, and inspirational probably for a lot of people. So it's been a pleasure to learn that journey of yours um, and to learn more about your beautiful country, uh, which I really can't wait to return to. So it's top on my list. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you very much for this opportunity. And, and thank you for doing this. I think it's a fantastic idea uh, and, and hope oh, really to see you soon and, and over here. <laughs> Yes, me too. I think that is a great, that's a great thing to, to wish for. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to, to be in the sunshine and to be in your beautiful country and to see you in person. So thank, thank you, you again. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. I also would like to thank uh, Dio Gibson for providing the instrumental from a song, Can't Wait, for the opening and closing of Laura Listen's platform. And please remember to follow Laura Lifestyle on Instagram at Laura Lifestyle. Stay tuned for future Lura Lessons, where I will celebrate more luxury lifestyle leaders that I encourage you to listen to.